Hello everyone and welcome to the PJB Sports Pod. Hello and welcome back to my NFL Week 12 review, Week 13 preview. Um, sorry, a little delayed. I got I got a little behind with my college football uh, podcast, so eventually falls down to NFL falling behind schedule. Also, so um, yes. Today we'll go over Week 12, um, the games from last week. Um, then we'll go over. Uh, shoot, I'm sorry, I'm trying to scroll through and see what I'm doing. Go over some injury news, um, a free agent signing, uh, next week's games, the spreads and the lines there, my picks to win, um, go over my best bets from last week, and then go over my picks for this week. So, alas, we will start with last week's results. First game that we had starting on Thanksgiving with the trio of games there, the Buffalo Bills, Defeated the Detroit Lions in their second game in a row at Ford Field, 28-25. Jared Goff had 240 yards and two touchdowns. Amon Ross St. Brown, nine receptions, 122 yards and a touchdown. Josh Allen for the Bills, 253 passing yards, two passing touchdowns, one interception. 78 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown, all to his name. Dallas Cowboys defeated the New York Giants, 28-20, the second Thanksgiving Day matchup. Daniel Jones, 228 passing yards, one passing touchdown, another 14 rushing yards. Dak Prescott, 261 passing yards, two passing touchdowns, and two interceptions. Ezekiel Elliott, 92 yards, and one touchdown. C.D. Lamb, six receptions for 106 yards. The nightcap of Thanksgiving, which a game I doubt as many people watched as the first two. The Minnesota Vikings defeated the New England Patriots, 33-26. Mac Jones threw for 382 yards and two touchdowns. Kirk Cousins, 299 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. Justin Jefferson, nine receptions for 139 yards and a touchdown. The Cleveland Browns defeated the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 23 and or 23 and 17. 23 to 17. Tom Brady, 246 yards, two touchdowns. Chris Godwin, 12 receptions, 110 yards, and a touchdown. Nick Chubb, 116 yards and a touchdown. The Cincinnati Bengals defeated the Tennessee Titans 20-16. Ryan Tannehill had 291 passing yards. Derrick Henry, 38 rushing yards. Added in with three receptions and 79 receiving yards. Joe Burrow for the Bengals, 270 passing yards, one passing touchdown and 32 rushing yards. T. Higgins, 114 yards on seven receptions and a touchdown. The Miami Dolphins defeated the Houston Texans 32-15. Tua Tagovailoa, 299 yards and a touchdown. Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill each had 85 yards. Jalen Waddle, five receptions. Tyreek Hill, six receptions. New York Jets defeated the Chicago Bears 31-10. Mike White filling in for Zach Wilson, who was benched during the week. Uh, 315 yards and three touchdowns. And Garrett Wilson, five receptions, 95 yards and two touchdowns. The Washington Commanders defeated the Atlanta Falcons 19-13. Marcus Mariota had 174 passing yards and one passing touchdown and an interception to add to 49 rushing yards for the Falcons. Uh, Brian Robinson had 105 rushing yards for the Commanders. The Carolina Panthers defeated the Denver Broncos 23-10. Deontay Foreman, 113 rushing yards. DJ Moore, four receptions, 103 yards, and a touchdown. 
the Jacksonville Jaguars defeated the Baltimore Ravens 28-27 on a two-point conversion at the end of the game. Uh, thank you, Trevor Lawrence, for some miracle fourth down plays to win this game. Lamar Jackson, 254 passing yards and a passing touchdown, as well as 89 rushing yards. Trevor Lawrence, 321 passing yards, three passing touchdowns. Zay Jones for the Jaguars, 11 receptions, 145 yards. The Las Vegas Raiders defeated the Seattle Seahawks 40-34 in overtime. Josh Jacobs was the hero in that game. Geno Smith, though, 328 passing yards, two passing touchdowns, one interception, and 22 rushing yards. Derek Carr tried to give the game away multiple times, 295 passing yards, three touchdowns, and two interceptions. Then we had Josh Jacobs, as I said, the hero from this game, 229 rushing yards, including the 80-plus yard walk-off rushing touchdown. One of the two rushing touchdowns he had, along with six receptions for 74 receiving yards, over 300 yards for Josh Jacobs in that game. Los Angeles Chargers defeated the Arizona Cardinals again on a last-second two-point conversion. 25-24 to is the final. Kyler Murray, 191 passing yards, two passing touchdowns, one interception with 56 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown to his name. James Conner, 120 rushing yards, three receptions for 20 receiving yards and a receiving touchdown. On the other side, Justin Herbert, uh, 274 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, 38 rushing yards. Austin Eckler out of the backfield, 20 rushing yards, 11 receptions, 60 receiving yards and a receiving touchdown. The Kansas City Chiefs defeated the Los Angeles Rams 26-10. Patrick Mahomes had 320 passing yards, one passing touchdown, one interception, along with 36 rushing yards. The San Francisco 49ers defeated the New Orleans Saints 13-0. No great stat lines here, but I'll give you the two quarterbacks. Andy Dalton, 204 passing yards and 21 rushing yards. Jimmy Garoppolo, 222 yards and a touchdown. Philadelphia Eagles defeated the Green Bay Packers 40-33 on Sunday Night Football. Aaron Rodgers, 140 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions. Jordan Love came in, 113 yards and a touchdown. Christian Watson, four receptions, 110 yards and a touchdown. For the Eagles, Jalen Hurts, 153 passing yards, two passing touchdowns, 157 rushing yards to his name. Miles Sanders, 143 yards and two touchdowns as well. Monday Night Football, the Pittsburgh Steelers defeated the Indianapolis Colts 24-17. Matt Ryan threw for 199 yards, one touchdown and an interception. Kenny Pickett, 174 in the air, 32 rushing. And Jonathan Taylor, 86, 86 yards on the ground and a touchdown. Those are last week's results. Let's go over some injury news now. Rams wide receiver Allen Robinson needs surgery on his foot, which will force him to miss the rest of the season. If Cooper Cup doesn't return, the Rams will be without two of their top three receivers on the depth chart. Bears safety Eddie Jackson was placed on IR after sustaining a non-contact injury against the Jets, likely being out for the season with IR meaning four weeks at minimum. This being week 13 means that earliest he can come back week 17, and at that point, is it really worth it? Bears wide receiver Darnell Mooney is likely out for the year with an ankle injury as well. Likely, holy cow, this likely requires tightrope ankle surgery and a few weeks of recovery, unlikely to return until next season. Eagle safety C.J. Gardner-Johnson is out indefinitely with a lacerated kidney. I wish I had more to say on that as to the extent and how long he will be out, but that is all I know. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, on to the next one, suffered an injury to his ribs last week, similar to the injury that Justin Herbert suffered earlier on in the season. 
He could play through the injury, although extremely painful. Uh, it will be to throw deep balls and, like, darts. Um, but with the Packers not being competitive this season, he may just take the week off this week with the bye week coming after this weekend's matchup. The Buccaneers offensive tackle, Tristan Wirfs, he's likely to miss at least one game, possibly up to three weeks with a high ankle sprain, which is just even more depth lost along the offensive line for Tom Brady. 49ers running back Christian McCaffrey has a midfoot sprain, and he's likely to sit out practice this week, but still playing the game this weekend with limited participation, like a snap count kind of deal. Uh, Chargers wide receiver Mike Williams is likely missed two more games with an ankle injury. He was a last-minute scratch last week against the Cardinals after re-aggravating his high ankle sprain in the lead-up to the game. Last but not least, Dolphins offensive tackle Teron Armstead is likely out two to three weeks with a pec strain suffered last week. He could possibly sit out until the playoffs if the Dolphins already lock up a spot by then. Free agent news, just one signing I wanted to bring up. Um, Kansas City Chiefs, they are expected to sign running back Melvin Gordon to their practice squad only a week after he was cut by the Broncos. If you remember a few weeks ago, the Broncos cut him due to his uh, fumbles and turnovers, um, the problem he was having this season, maintaining control of the ball, basically. Now, more over those two subjects. Let's talk about the games and spreads. Lines coming from FanDuel Sportsbook. Teams that are on the bye week this week, Arizona Cardinals and Carolina Panthers. So, Thursday night football this week. We have the Buffalo Bills, four-point favorites, going to Foxborough to take on the New England Patriots. The over-under in that game is 43.5 total points. I'm just going to do like I normally do and tell you my picks to win the game up front. I say the Bills are going to win. The Bills are going to cover the four points, and we're going to have under the total points. Um, yeah, under the 43.5 total points. Sorry, brain fart. Um, I just think the Bills are a better team. They can contain the Patriots on offense. Um, or the Patriots offense, they can contain. And the Patriots defense will likely give Josh Allen some sort of problems. But ultimately, I think the Bills on both sides of the ball are better. Um, I expect Stephon Diggs will find a way to get open for a couple big shot plays. If not him, Gabe Davis for sure. Uh, Dawson Knox catching passes underneath. I just don't see offensive firepower from New England and the defense. You know they're going to be consistent. One of the best in the NFL. I just don't think that they have enough to completely contain the Bills. I think the Bills are going to find a way to win. Next game I got Pittsburgh Steelers at Atlanta Falcons. The Steelers are one and a half point favorites over under also 43 and a half total points. The one and a half point spread tells me this game is essentially a coin flip um, depending on which way you want to go. You may as well just bet money lines on this one, essentially. But um, in terms of the spread, I have Steelers winning. Steelers obviously would cover the one point and the under 43.5 total points. The Falcons like to run the ball, which takes time off the clock. And the Steelers are either throwing short completion passes and or, and or um, <laughs> running the ball outright with Najee Harris if he's healthy. Um, yeah, I just don't see a way that the points are going to be um, you know, a, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not going to be an excessive point scoring affair. That's what I'm really looking at. So I just think the Steelers are going to win, but they're going to find a way to manage the game and not ultimately, um, step on Atlanta's neck and continue to push for the kill is what I'm trying to get at here. Next game, Denver Broncos at Baltimore Ravens. 
the Ravens. I think this line's even gone up further in eight and a half point favorite as of right now. Uh, over under 38 and a half total points. I think the Ravens are the better team and should win the matchup, but eight and a half points against a team that um, doesn't allow you to score a ton of points, but also uh, matches you with field goals usually, at least on every drive if they are needing to score. Um, I have Ravens winning, but the Broncos covering the spread and the under in this game. I'll get to the under later <laughs> in this episode. Um, but yeah, I just think the Broncos defense is strong everywhere. The Ravens offense um, likes to get out early, <clears throat> get out to early leads and then give them up. I think there's something like two games in a row. The last two, they've had double digit leads and given them up in the fourth quarter and either lost or only won barely. Um, yeah, I just, the Broncos aren't dynamic on offense, but they can stop just about anybody with their defense. And Baltimore's got a pretty solid defense for the most part on their team. I think it's a lower scoring game, which lends me to take the team getting more than a touchdown in points. The Green Bay Packers minus four at the Chicago Bears. Uh, Packers are four point favorites going to Soldier Field over under again at 43 and a half total points. This one, I have a caveat of if Aaron Rodgers plays, Packers are going to win and cover and the under is going to be in effect especially if Justin Fields isn't playing again. Um, if Aaron Rodgers is out and Justin Fields is in, I'm taking the Bears 100% of the time there because I don't know if Jordan Love is consistently good or if it's situational when he gets put in that teams aren't prepared for him. So I'd like to go with the trusted product, which I would assume the line would swing if that becomes an official thing. Like I said earlier, it's an injury he can play through Aaron Rodgers. Um, it's just a matter of if the team would like to give him an extra week off or even just to see what Jordan Love can offer him if he can do anything that Aaron Rodgers can't this season. Up to them, really. But Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears, so if he plays, I have no doubt they will find a way to win. Okay, next. We got the Jaguars at the Lions in Detroit. The Jaguars are one and a half point favorite. The over-under is 51.5 total points, which I think is absurd. I have Jaguars winning and covering, but the under, I have no idea how... <laughs> this point spread is so high but um I just think the Jaguars defense is pretty good the Lions defense is not bad but their offense has been tanking since earlier on in the season when they were great uh the Jaguars offense with Trevor Lawrence is getting better but at the same time still not amazing um I just going with the Jaguars here because they're more consistent product you know what you're going to get when they go out on the field it might not be the best but it's going to get you know, wins every now and again, and I just think the Lions are trending the opposite direction. Like <laughs> The Jaguars going up, Lions going down, and I just think the Jaguars, like I said, more consistent product. I'll go with them. Next game up is going to be one of the more interesting ones of the week. The Cleveland Browns traveling to Houston to take on the Texans in what is expected to be the return of Deshaun Watson. The Browns are seven-point favorites on the road. The over-under is 47.5 total points. I have the Browns winning the game outright, the Texans covering and the under. I just think the energy in that building is going to be um, one of hatred toward Deshaun Watson, quite frankly. Um, I think the Texans will come up fired up to try to stop him, and maybe early they do. I definitely expect him to be rusty because he didn't look great in the preseason when he played. Um, so I expect Houston to, if they don't start out good, to get through a time or two. Um, slow the Browns down, 
the Browns have a pretty good defense too. I don't expect a lot of scoring in this game unless Deshaun comes back and is just MVP caliber playing. Um, I don't expect to see that. So I think Texans can keep this close if Deshaun doesn't come out and be amazing. And I don't see either of them scoring a lot of points. Again, unless Deshaun Watson is amazing and scores 35 points on his own. Next game, New York Jets at Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings are a three-point favorite over under 45.5. I have Vikings winning, Vikings covering, and the over. Um, I think Mike White at quarterback, as ridiculous as that would have sounded to start the season, is uh, more efficient and better for this Jets offense. The defense is pretty good. Excuse me, not going to discredit them at all. But we've seen the Vikings offense be pretty potent at times. Um, 45 and a half is a 24-21 kind of game, which is kind of what the spread gives you as well with the three points. But I think the Vikings can find a way to score more points in this game. They have more reliable and consistent options on offense. Uh, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, TJ Hawkinson. You know, you can keep going for a little bit if you want, not too many more. But um, <laughs> I just think the Vikings have more weapons on the offensive side, and they have a defense that's good enough to at least stop the Jets' offense. Washington Commanders at New York Giants battle in the NFC East. The Commanders are one and a half point favorites, and the over under is 40 and a half. I think the Commanders win and cover in this game, and the under. Taylor Heineke has been playing pretty well. Not anything stellar, but good enough to get wins for a team that is otherwise pretty well balanced besides the quarterback position. Um, yeah, so I like the Commanders to get the win here. I think the Giants are trailing. Are trailing? Am I the right word? Trending down um, from their um, early season highs that no one could seem to explain. Uh, I think the Commanders are trending up. Like I said, Taylor Heineke's playing better. Chase Young's been coming back um, from his injury last season. I think these two, again, are going in opposite directions, and I think the Commanders can take this one. Tennessee Titans at Philadelphia Eagles is the next game here. The Eagles are 5.5-point favorites, with the over-under being set at 44.5 total points. I have the Eagles winning, but the Titans covering and the over. Listen, Titans games, they can score... 35 points or they could score 10 points and as long as they win they don't care so they can keep scoring or they can just run the ball down your throat until the clocks hit triple zeros um, the Eagles want to run the ball but they get some explosive plays out of it and once they get the run game going that opens up the passing game and they get some big shot plays there as well so I expect you know the running games to likely take off for both of these teams um I just think Derrick Henry will have a big game. Jalen Hurts probably have a big game because Tennessee's not accustomed to the immobile quarterbacks that um, <laughs> Jalen Hurts is one of. And the, um, once that opens up, that will mean um, A.J. Brown, uh, Dallas, nope, Dallas Goddard's on IR, just kidding. Um, Devontae Smith and others in the receiving core will get some touches um, on some shot plays. So I expect points in bunches in that one. Seattle Seahawks, this was before I got word that Aaron Donald is going to be out for the Los Angeles Rams. So the Seahawks are going to Los Angeles to take on the Rams. Seven and a half point favorites before I found that out. I have not checked the line since. The over-under was 41 and a half. I had the Seahawks to win with the Rams to cover in the over originally. And I think I wouldn't change too much because I'm sure the line stretched out a little bit more in Los Angeles' favor. And the over-under probably went uh, maybe a point up or down, I could see, 
But anyways, I stick to the same. I just think the Rams with the uncertainty of who's actually going to be playing and who's not injured week-to-week basis. Um, the Seahawks know what they have, and even if it's not the best product, I think it's better than what the Rams are right now. We're almost to the end, guys. The Miami Dolphins at San Francisco 49ers. Uh, the 49ers, 3.5-point favorites, over under 46.5 total points. I have the 49ers to win the Dolphins to cover the 3.5 points. And the over, I think the Dolphins don't have a good enough defense to slow down anybody, never mind the offense that Kyle Shanahan is going to bring for San Francisco. Even with Christian McCaffrey in a limited role, that just means more touches for everybody else, basically. Um, it's Miami, you know Miami is going to score at least 21 or 24 points. San Francisco will probably go shot for shot with them, um, score just as many, if not more, like I said, to win. Um, I think Miami has enough offensive firepower to at least keep this game close. Whether they have to settle for field goals or score touchdowns will be the difference in this game. Basically, if San Francisco can get some stops, um, leave Miami to only get a field goal instead of the full seven points, that will be the key for them to actually win the game outright, Um, in my mind at least. Next game is a rematch of the AFC Championship game from last season. The Kansas City Chiefs going to uh, Cincinnati taking on the Bengals. The Chiefs are 2.5-point favorites with the over-under set at 52.5 total points. I have Chiefs winning, Chiefs covering, and the over. I've heard a little rumor that Jamar Chase could be back and um, not have any sort of limitations on his playtime. I don't really think that matters. Um, in this matchup, I think the Chiefs are extremely dynamic with the additions that they've made, Kadarius Tony, in season, or even in the offseason, Juju Smith-Schuster and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I just think they're more dynamic on offense than they were with Tyreek Hill last season, being like their only marquee receiver. Now they have two or three pretty good guys that's opening up more for each other. Travis Kelsey as well still there. Cincinnati, they've been playing well without Jamar Chase, but... I just don't think they have the full talent. Like, the whole team is not as talented as Kansas City. And I just don't see the Chiefs losing this game. Los Angeles Chargers at Las Vegas Raiders. The Chargers are 1.5 point favorites on the road. Over-under set at 50.5 total points. I say Raiders to win this game. Uh, So Raiders, Raiders, and over. I think points and bunches again in this one. The Chargers give up and get um big shot plays and score touchdowns on some long plays um just when they were on the last Sunday night football game I believe it was against the 49ers correct me if I'm wrong but they had the nice 60 some yard touchdown to Josh Palmer on their very first drive that's just kind of the epitome of the Chargers they either have some long methodical drives or a long shot play to score and they also give the same kind of things up and the Raiders are more than capable of taking advantage of that with Devontae Adams Josh Jacobs, like we saw last week against the Seahawks, can do the same kind of thing. So I expect a lot of points in that game, and maybe a minor, minor upset. Next game up is the Sunday night football matchup, the Indianapolis Colts at the Dallas Cowboys. I have no idea why this is a primetime game besides the fact that it's the Dallas Cowboys. Speaking of which, the Cowboys are 10.5 point favorites with the over-under set at 43.5 total points. I have Cowboys winning, but the Colts covering because 10 points is way too many for a team that's been in close games lately. And the under in this game, because I think both defenses will step up and can contain the quarterbacks on the opposite side. So 
I just, yeah, don't see a lot of points here. If anything, I would expect it would be um, Dallas running the ball off tackle, getting a lot of um, yards there because Yannick and Gakwe not likely to play. And I just, yeah, not not seeing a lot on the edges of the Colts' defense. Um, so, yeah, I would, I would say Dallas getting to the edge will be key in this game, whether that's quick passes outside to guys like Michael Gallup or C.D. Lamb, or if it's running with Tony Pollard um, off tackle outside the box. That's going to be the key for me watching. If the Cowboys can do that, they're likely going to win this game easily. Then the Monday Night Football game, New Orleans Saints going to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers, three and a half point favorites over under 40 and a half total points. I have Buccaneers to win, but the Saints to cover the three and a half and the under. I think this is one of those weird games where neither team has a bad defense and neither team has a stellar offense. So not a lot of points will be scored, but when they are, it'll be at a premium. Um, I just think Saints have enough to keep the game close and that they can surprise the Buccaneers and the Buccaneers can surprise us with how bad they could be at times. I know I'm shocked they're as bad as they are this season. Um, yeah, I just shocking how bad the Buccaneers are. So yeah, I think the Saints have enough to keep it close, even if they don't win it outright, but the Buccaneers win the game in my mind. So now I'll go over my best bets from last week. We were 18 and 28 coming in, and we went 2 and 3 last week. Yike. The wins were the Denver Broncos at Carolina Panthers under 36.5 total points, which was a 23 to 10 result, and the Los Angeles Chargers at Arizona Cardinals over 47.5 total points, which was a 25-24 win for us. The losses were Tennessee plus 2.5, uh, losing by 4, and the Houston Texans at Miami Dolphins over 46.5, when it was only 45, just barely. And the Chicago Bears plus 4.5 at New York Jets, which was me giving that pick with Justin Fields. Expected to start, last minute not playing. Last minute Trevor Simeon not playing. Oh wait, Trevor Simeon is playing. Sorry, uh, Nathan Peterman, you're not playing. Jets won that game 31-10, blew the 4.5 out of the water. So my picks this week... Denver Broncos at Baltimore Ravens, under 38.5 total points. Like I mentioned earlier, I think the Broncos play good enough defense to slow down the Ravens' offense, whether they stop them completely or not. Um, I did dig up the nugget that I mentioned last episode. The Broncos under is 10-1 and so far this season. So, I'm going to keep riding it. Um, <laughs> you feel free to join me whenever you would like. Um, next pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars at Detroit Lions, under 51.5 total points. Like I mentioned earlier, the Detroit Lions offense that was at one time one of the best ones in the league in terms of scoring and yards is dramatically falling off the cliff where they used to be. The Jaguars play pretty solid defense and don't have a stellar offense at the moment, so I don't see that many points being scored in this game. It would take a 28-24 game in this matchup for us to lose this pick. Green Bay Packers minus four Chicago Bears. This comes with the caveat I mentioned earlier that Aaron Rodgers is playing and Justin Fields is not. I think this is easy right here. But um, even with Justin Fields playing, I think Aaron Rodgers owning the Bears is too much to overcome again. No matter what struggles they have, he always finds a way. Miami Dolphins at San Francisco 49ers over 46.5 total points. I just think Kyle Shanahan, the genius offensive mind against the Miami Dolphins offense that just has to show up to score 21 points is likely blowing past a 46.5 total point um, line. My final pick, Cleveland Browns at Houston Texans, under 47.5 total points. I have absolutely no idea what it would take to get past this line for me, but looking at it right now, I do not like it. 
excuse me, it is an under for me. Um, the Texans don't score enough points. The Browns play too good a defense to give up many points. Um, and the Browns offense, like I said, unless Deshaun Watson comes back in MVP form and gets through the environment of pure hate that is going to be thrown at him in Houston at his return, I don't see them being too spectacular on offense. So I'll take the under 47.5 in that matchup. And as always, a five-team, seven-point teaser on FanDuel gets you plus 250 odds if you don't like these numbers straight up. You can always do that. Um, but yeah, that's all I got for NFL Week 13 preview. Let me know what you think. Thank you for listening. I will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.